from the Pasuk that says in regards to the Mon, that Vayoymer Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Yidden and telling them that he could eat the Mon that had fallen on Friday, the double portion. Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, Ichlu Hayoyim, eat it today, that's on Shabbos. Ki Shabbos Hayoyim la Hashem, because today is a Shabbos for Hashem. Hayoyim loisim tzu'u besada, today you're not going to find it in the field. In this Pasuk we have three times the word Hayoyim in regards to eating the Mon on Shabbos. From this the Chazal learned the obligation of eating three meals on Shabbos. Now even though a su'udah usually consists of eating bread, we find in regards to the third meal, that it's brought in Shulchan Aruch, HaMachloikas of the Poiskim, there are opinions that for the third meal one also needs to have bread. However, Yesh Mekilin, there are some that are lenient and say that you could fulfill the meal, the third meal that is, with any food that's made of one of the five grains for which you would make Bayri Minim because that too is called Mozin, it's sustaining. Then there are those that are even more lenient, and you could fulfill them third meal with things that you would usually have along with bread, like meat and fish and the like. And finally, there are those that are lenient even more than this, that you could fulfill the third meal even with fruit. The Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch, after bringing the different opinions, concludes, the Ein Lismach Klalal calls that one should not rely on any of this. Unless it's impossible otherwise, for example, one is very full, and he wouldn't manage to eat bread without causing himself pain. On the other hand, says the Rebbe, nevertheless, it's known the minig of Rabbi Seinu Nisienu of our Rabbeim, that in the most cases, they actually did not eat bread by the third meal. They would be yoitza, this suuda with just tasting something, having some taste. And the reason for this is, since the third suuda is learned from the third time that it says Hayoyim in the Pasuk, and the third time when it says Hayoyim, the Torah says Hayoyim loy simtsu. Today you're not going to find the mon in the field. In other words, it's the date, the word Hayoyim is associated with loy, with negating the idea of finding the mon. And therefore it's also befitting that the third meal is going to be noticeable by not having bread, like the loisim tzu'u of the mon, which the mon was considered lechem. We know it was considered the lechem, the bread from heaven, etc. Now, the explanation, the inner explanation, the deeper explanation of this is explained is as it's explained in Chassidus, and that is that the third su'uda corresponds to the, to the time of the Shabbos of La'asid Lavoi, the time when Mashiach is going to come, which is called a day that's all Shabbos as it also says in the Bach. Now regarding the time of La'asid Lavoy, it says that Oilam Habo ain't by Loyachi that in Oilam Habo there's no eating and no drinking. And the Hamshacha at that time, the revelation at that time, is from the level of Ayin, as it says in the Bechaya. Ayin is similar to Loy. In other words, it's a level that's beyond, that's completely beyond everything. We call it Ayin, nothing meaning in the sense that it's that it's, it's completely beyond our comprehension, etc. And therefore, the meal that we have is also not a regular meal. Rather, what's emphasized is this idea of the loy. In other words, the idea that loysim too, we're not going to have the bread. We are going to be yaitzim just by having something else. Says the Rebbe, our holy Torah is a Torah achas, it's a unified Torah. And Pnimiyas Torah, and the minhagim that are based on Pnimiyas Torah, 
along with the chelik halacha shebetoyda, are obviously all one. That means that all parts of the toyda need to fit with each other, and they all are united and come out together. And therefore it's understood that the minig of G'doyle Yisroel, and those that go in their paths, those that act lechatchila, in other words, this is the way the lechatchila acting, by not washing for this meal, is not an inion of a kul, of just being lenient, or an inion, or of just a bediev, that someone will be just bediyevet al pihalacha, from their part, chas v'shalom. Obviously, to try to do the mitzvah in the very, very best way. And therefore, we need to understand, yes, it's true that according to the explanation, the third meal is beyond eating. And therefore, that's the reason we're not going to have bread. But al halacha, we said earlier, it is, at the end of the day, it is a kula, it is a leniency. In fact, the Alter Rebbe said, regarding the various different leniencies, the Ein Lismoich Klalal calls that one should not rely on the leniencies of having other things instead of bread. Unless it's a situation of Bidiyevet, where the person's completely full from earlier. So how does that fit with the idea that according to Chassidus, it would actually be considered a Hidur, not to eat bread? Says the Rebbe, we can explain it in the following way. Regarding the mitzvah of eating three meals on Shabbos, the Alter Rebbe says that the mitzvah of Su'udu Shabbos is only for the purpose of oinig, of having pleasure on Shabbos. That means that by all three meals, the obligation is not the eating per se, the eating of bread per se for itself, in and of itself, but rather it's more about the pleasure that one has. And according to this, that by all su'udais, the tzivui, this command of having the su'udais, is mainly associated with the with a pleasure, not so much with the eating for itself. So in a case where a person actually has pain from the fact that he's eating, so then not only isn't there an obligation for him to, to eat, but rather there is actually a certain obligation for him not to eat. And when the Alter Rebbe says, Ain't he doesn't need to cause himself pain to eat this meal if he's not enjoying it, possibly could even mean that he shouldn't or he's in, even not allowed to eat. Because this sort of eating is going to be the opposite of the point of what Suda's Shabbos is about, it's going to be the opposite of pleasure. In fact, says the Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe says this very, very clearly in regards to the concept of fasting on Shabbos and not eating on Shabbos. And the Alter Rebbe says, someone that food is actually harmful for him, it causes him pain, then it would be considered an oinig, a tainig for him not to eat. Says the Alter Rebbe, then he does not have to eat at all on Shabbos. In fact, the Alter Rebbe says, it's almost like forbidden to him to eat, so that he shouldn't have pain on Shabbos. Says the Rebbe, just like it is in regards to eating generally, so too in regards to what you eat, the details of the food. If a person is going to have pain from eating bread by this particular Suda of Shabbos, so then, he doesn't have an obligation to eat the bread. And again, on the contrary, if he eats the bread, he's going to be doing something that's the opposite of the whole point of Suda of Shabbos. So now let's apply it in this case. According to this, says the Rebbe, the fact that there is a chivan of achilas pas, of eating bread in the third meal, is only going to be by a person that's having pleasure from it. Whereas if the person is not having pleasure from eating the bread, and why isn't he having pleasure? Because he believes that in the time of Sa'udah Shlishis, in the time of this third meal, 
which is called Raiva de Raivin. Literally, Raiva de Raivin means the time of the desire or the will of all wills, on the highest level of Ratzon, highest level of Tainug, is shining from above. What's shining at this time is that level that we call Hayoim Loi, the level of Ayin, the level that's beyond everything. This is a time that's similar to Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is also called Shabbos Shabbosin. It's similar to Me'ein Olam Haba, to that time where there's no eating and no drinking. And when he realizes that this is what's going on at this particular time, therefore it's going to be a tsar for him, it's going to be a pain for him to eat bread. If that's the case, then from the outset there's no obligation for him to eat bread at this meal. And Adarab, for him it would be considered a hidra al piyalacha, that he should not have the tsar of eating bread, but rather it will just be yoytze the suda by tasting something, by having something. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand the meaning of our Abayim to be yoytze the suda just by having something small, by tasting something, because they felt this oil that's shining by this third meal, and of course the Hasidim, that are makusher to them, connected to them, and learning their Torah, and learning the Torah in order to fulfill what the Rabbeim tell us, also go in their ways. Says the Rebbe, we still need to understand. Since in the time of Mincha Shabbos, is shining this very high level that we called Hayoim Loi, the level that's beyond everything, and it's not involved, it's, it's not about eating. So seemingly, we shouldn't be eating anything during that time. To make the comparison to Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur were not allowed to eat at all. In fact, we find by Rashbi that he had exchanged the Su'udah Shlishis in a case of Erev Pesach, which was Shabbos. So Rashbi instead said, Divrei Torah, in matters of Maise Merkava, so there was no eating at all. So why is it that we say that you do have to eat something, at least something, fruit or something you do have to eat? Says the Rebbe, in some places in Chassidus it sounds like, it's implied, that the fact that by Su'udah Shlishis we still eat something not like Yom Kippur, where we completely don't eat, it's not, it is not because that there is a certain advantage in eating by this third meal, but rather the opposite, because at the end of the day it's only similar to Olam Abba where there's no food and drink. It's only similar to Yom Kippur, but we're not quite there yet, and therefore we still have to eat something. So it sounds like it's making it... Uh, a certain chisaroin, a certain, it's something less about this meal, that we're not up to that level of completely not eating, so we have to eat at least something. However, says the Rebbe, in a Rishima of the free Yidike Rebbe, in the name of his father, the Rebbe Rashab, the Rebbe Nishma Seydin, is written, we have this in Ayoyim Yoyim as well, and he says, the fact that the third meal is connected with this idea of Hayoyim Loi, means that you don't have to have bread, but you still have to taste something. And then he quotes from the Gemara, my portion should be of those that eat the three meals. Says the Rebbe, from the Loshen, from the wording of, of, this, of this particular Rishima, and from the Hemshech, from the flow of the Inyonim in this particular Rishima, where it says you should taste something, and then for this he brings the mimer of Rabbi Yosi, hey Chelki, my portion should be from those that eat three meals. It actually seems like the eating, the having at least something by the third meal is actually has a is a special mila, is a special great thing of having something by this third meal. He's quoting Rabbi Yosi, my portion should be of those that have from the three meals. It doesn't sound like it's a chisorn. Oh, at least you're having something. In other words, again, the way we said before, it sounded like 
We're not up to the level of not eating anything, so we have to have something. But from this pisgum that the Friedrich is bringing from the name of his father, it sounds like it's the other way around. It sounds like we're saying you should taste something and bring from Rabbi Yossi. I wish, you know, my portion should be from those people that have something at all three meals. And the Rebbe says, the question is, the Rebbe says, why is the Rebbe Nasha bringing this saying of Rabbi Yossi as a proof to what he's, to, to this idea of having three meals? If he's speaking about the actual obligation that you need to eat a third meal, then seemingly in this statement, he should have first of all brought the schild, the idea one needs to eat three meals. And if he's just trying to bring out the point of the inner reason why you have to taste something, have something about a third meal, then how are you proving that from Rabbi Yossi? Rabbi Yossi says you should have three meals. What's the proof that you, that you just taste something? So the Rebbe says, the explanation is like this, by first explaining what Rabbi Yossi is actually saying. Because seemingly we have a question. The obligation of eating three meals of Shabbos is an explicit din in the Gemara over there. So what does it mean when Rabbi Yossi says he's wishing upon himself, Yehei Chelki, my portion should be from those that have three meals. What do you mean your portion should be? You're supposed to have three meals. So the Masha explains that the reason why Rabbi Yossi is saying, and so too, when he says, regarding some of the other things that are brought there in Gemara, is just sort of to give more encouragement to people, how important this is and so on. However, the Rebbe says, this doesn't seem to be completely understood. Because by those in Yonim, that are a Hidur, that are just some, doing something extra, or a Midas Chasidus, etc., so we could say this expression, Yehei Chelki, that in other words, I wish my portion was also amongst these people. I hope I'm going to be able to do this as well. I'm, I want to make sure I do this in order to encourage people to do this. But seemingly you can't say this about something that's an absolute obligation everyone has to do is to eat the three meals. Now, you might say the Rebbe is preempting and the Rebbe is going to say why you can't say that. The Rebbe says you might want to say that Rabbi Yossi was actually referring to the concept of hachacham ein of beroishoy. In other words, Rabbi Yossi is trying to tell you, be clever, be smart in advance, don't fill yourself up in the morning meal, so that you'll be able to eat the third meal. So the Rebbe says it's difficult to say that such a, for such an obvious thing, Rabbi Yossi needs to be wishing himself, hey chelki, my portion should be of those that eat three meals. So how do we understand it? So the Rebbe explains, when we say that there's no food and no drink, doesn't mean that we're going to lose the whole quality of the Yiddish Aguf of the Yiddish body. That suddenly it's going to be lost the body, the Yiddish body, or at least the importance of the Yiddish body. Rather, means that an the connection between the body and the soul is not going to be dependent, is not going to be through physical food and drink. In other words, it's going to be the body and all of the greatness of the body. It's not going to have to rely on the food and drink. As it's known that Chassidus Paskins, according to the Ramban, that the Shleimus of Olam Abba is in the time of after Tchiyas HaMesim, where we're going to have Neshomis inside of physical bodies. Because the Yiddish body on its own has a tremendous, tremendous mile, tremendous virtues. Says the Rebbe, according to this, we can now explain that this is why we say there is a mila in having at least something for the third meal. And why is that? Since the Sa'uda is supposed to be similar to the time of La'asid Lavoy, 
which then too there will be a guf that's going to get be getting reward. For the same reason, our guf right now also has to feel something in this suuda, some sort of pleasure. And therefore it does need to taste something, it needs to have something. Together with, on, on the one hand, that we have this idea of ayin, of loisimtsu, of negating having a proper full meal with the bread and all of that. But there's also the idea that we're still emphasizing, but yes, there is going to be a body, and there is still an idea that what the body is benefiting. And therefore, so on the one hand, we're not having the bread, but on the other hand, we're still having something. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, it says very, very clearly in a number of places that the Su'ud of the Levyosan and the Shaira Bar of Asid Lavoy is going to be a physical Su'udah. Says the Rebbe Vyesh Loimar that to hint to all of this, that's why we do taste something, we do have something. But the Rebbe says in a brackets, it's a Chidush Godoil and Sarach Iyun Vechipos, we have to look and search to find some basis for this. But this is what the Rebbe is saying that when we're eating right now, this is really to symbolize and to be connected to Levyosan, to the Shaira Bardo we're going to have, and again, more generally, the, the idea that we're going to have a goof, and therefore our goof right now is also deriving pleasure from food. The Rebbe takes it to a deeper level. The fact that the full schar la'osid lover, the shleimus of the schar, is going to be specifically to an Hashemah Begulf, is because at that point is going to be Nizgala the advantage of the guf over the neshama to the extent that it says that the neshama is going to be sustained from the guf. That means to say that the neshama needs the body so that it could feel the level of the very essence of Hashem, who's mitzi'usay me'atzmusay. That Hashem's existence is just by Himself. So it usually says that it's only the guf that has this idea. The guf is created by the very essence of Hashem. And the neshama is going to be appreciating, being able to tap into this level that the guf is, is connected with, dafka through the guf. Says the Rebbe, according to this, we could say regarding this third meal, that the fact that we do have to eat something, and we said that this is actually coming as, a, as an expression of something great. Not, oh, we can't fast, so we're at least having something. The opposite, we're dafka having something. What we're trying to emphasize is exactly this point, the mile of the guf. That there is still the idea that we're associated with the guf and with the gashmis of the guf and therefore at least having something. And therefore it expresses even more this idea of the Shabbos loss and lavoy when we are going to see the greatness of the guf. Says the Rebbe, so this is the inner meaning of what Rabbi Yossi was saying. When he said, that my portion should be from those that eat three meals of Shabbos, what he's saying is that he should be able to eat in other words, at least have something by this third meal. And that that should be a pleasure for him. Again, in other words, there is the way of saying that, it's fine, you just don't have a third meal because lost in love, there's no food and drink. But Rabbi Yossi is saying the opposite. He's coming to make this point. I want my portion to be from those that at least have something by the third meal. In other words, to be able to have some sort of enjoyment to feel to be able to feel the mila that will be love the mila of the goof. I want to be able to feel that right now by the Suda Shlishis as well. And therefore, this is why it's a raya, why the Rebbe Rasha brings, why he's bringing the point from Rabbi Yossi. Since Rabbi Yossi is saying this expression, Yehei my portion should be of those that have three meals. Even though this is a meal regarding which it says, Hayoim loy, 
and yet he's saying, I want my portion to be to those that do have something by this third meal. He's giving the koyak that we should be able to eat something by this third meal. And in a way that we, it does express the milo. We're wishing upon ourselves, yei chelki, how I wish I could have this. In other words, not only that then when, when I'm eating, it's, it's not diminishing from the hayoim loy, which is what originally the way we looked at it. Hayoim loy, maybe we shouldn't have any food at all. But we're having a little bit. So we say, no, on the contrary, the fact that we're having something is actually representing the greatest mila of the Shabbos of the future, where the neshama is benefiting and being sustained by the body.